Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Now let's move on to your other work, The Secret Lost Diary of Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Of course, he was a Navy officer and flew, apparently, into what could be the hollow earth through, what, the South Pole? There are uh, conflicting stories uh, with that. The uh, uh, the book, the, uh, the the Lost Diaries of, of Admiral Byrd, uh, surfaced first probably in the late 1950s, early 1960s, that uh, it was a, a what was called a samizdat, where uh, people would uh, uh, copy the version that they have and then send it on to uh, to, to somebody else. And in this, it allegedly uh, was the notes that uh, that that Bird and his um, uh, pilots had recorded during a... Some guy named Bennett? Yes, yes, exactly. During a, uh, a North Pole uh, flight uh, over, uh, you know, over the Arctic in 1947. But uh, the thing about that is, and this is something that I covered in uh, my book, Admiral Byrd's uh, 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 journey over the, uh, over the poles, was that uh, at that same time, Byrd was actually in Antarctica in a uh, government uh, expedition called Operation High Jump. So mm. it's, uh, it, it's, it's a fascinating story that uh, you know, it, 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 it involves so much that um, it's the book that I the book that I put together and, and subsequent you know, articles that I that I have written really gets into uh, the idea that possibly the uh, the, the book uh, the, the the diary of Admiral Byrd may have been a misdirection over what actually was going on in Antarctica with Operation High Jump. Now the uh, the diary of Bird recounts uh, that that Bird allegedly ran into UFOs, which escorted him through the northern polar opening. The he whole, saw strange animals and everything else. Strange right? animals, a civilization. Uh, he met with people who who you know lived in the hollow earth, and I'll put quotation marks around <laughs> around that. And they uh, they gave him a story very much like the uh, the, the, the UFO contactees of the 1950s that the people in the service world were you know going to blow everything up with their atomic weapons, and that uh, the people of the inner Earth uh, they weren't going to have it, and that unless we stop, they were going to uh, come out and intervene, and uh, and then and then he was sent back. <laughs> Were were these episodes recorded in his diaries, or was it just hearsay? For years, his diary from this time um, had been lost. Now, I guess uh, it's been about five or six years ago. It actually resurfaced and um, and and is now being. Um, now kept at the university in, uh, I think in Ohio. Although it could be, um, it could be in Virginia, where you know he was born in Virginia. 
And it had nothing to do with the alleged diaries of his journey over the North Pole. Um, now, uh, people have, uh, researchers have, have looked at the, the one that uh, popped up in the early 1960s and said that it's, it is consistent with the types of notes that him and his pilots you know, were, were, were taking at the time, while his, supposedly his authenticated diary is more polished, like it was written after the fact, while the first one was basically just bare bones, you know, the type of, of material that you would write while you were actually on an airplane, you know, rather than at your desk years later. Why would somebody, Tim, make up the story of Richard Byrd going into the hollow earth? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that the the, the timeline, allegedly, when he uh, was flying over the North Pole, when in all actuality he was at in Antarctica in 1947 with Operation High Jump. I think that uh, that something happened during the High Jump expedition in Antarctica that something classified, something classified, very classified, and I think that possibly the uh, the lost diaries of Admiral Byrd was put out as kind of a misdirection, uh, as disinformation. You, you put out something that is so outrageous that, you know, people are like, oh, well, this is definitely, you know, this is definitely fake, this is definitely hoax. And then that, you know, that lends that air of doubt about then anything that would uh, come out. So if any information about what happened at Operation High Jump leaked, people would then associate the lost diaries with uh, this newly leaked information and be like, oh, well, that's that's just as fake as the, last, as the lost diaries. Tuesdays on The CW from the executive producer of The Vampire Diaries and the Originals comes the incredible story about making contact. Get ready for the highly anticipated arrival of the new series Roswell, New Mexico, when Liz Ortega returns to her sleepy yet legendary hometown of Roswell. She's reunited with high school crush Max Evans, small town cop, with an extraordinary secret. Drawn together as if by some unseen force of attraction, Max reveals to Liz that he's an alien who fell to Earth during the infamous UFO crash of 1947. From another world, he and his brother and sister have lived their entire lives in secret, never telling a soul the truth about what they are or the mind-blowing powers they each possess. When Max's family finds out that he has broken their vow of secrecy, events are set in motion that will rock the entire town of Roswell to its core. Don't miss the unbelievable new series, Roswell, New Mexico, Tuesdays, only on The CW. It's amazing how people in those days, whether we're talking about Jeff the Mongoose or Richard Byrd's trip, really seem to grasp the unusual stories and the paranormal much more than I think they do today. I think that I think that we're a little bit more jaded today. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, with, they were more believable in those days. Very much so. And, uh, um, uh, you know, now we are constantly bombarded uh, with with news and information. I mean, you know, you have the 24-hour uh, news uh, channels on cable television. You have the Internet. And you can find practically every little bit of information and every viewpoint, no matter you know, uh, 
how normal or how crazy uh, over the internet. So, uh, you know, in the days, you only had several sources of news, and of course, then these uh, sources who put this news out, they worked very hard to make sure that they were as accurate as possible. Um, you know, they, a lot of money was spent sending uh, reporters to to locations. You know, now a reporter will you know call on the phone or you know or, or, or Skype uh, to get the information. You know, when before uh, it was travel. It was travel, yes, extensive so. travel too. Yeah, and, those uh, days are gone. And it's and it's unfortunate. You know, it really is. And because of the twenty four hour news cycle. Uh, you get that information out as quickly as possible without the proper vetting or verification. Uh, the attitude is that, well, we'll put this out now, cause, you know, so we'll be the first. And if there are any mistakes, well, you know, we we have time to correct it later. That's why the evening television news now these days, Tim, is so outmoded, because by the time they're on the air in, you know, six o'clock, whatever the market time is uh, for any particular city. Everybody knows the stories already. Yes, and it's unfortunate because, you know, George, because of my background in in journalism, I I have a soft spot, you know, for you know television news. Me too. Me too. Yeah, and things like that. And I mean, that is they're really kind of the last bastion of uh, of the uh, of the credible uh, uh, news uh, reporting. What markets were you in? Well, I I. Mostly in regional markets in the Midwest. I was in uh, Detroit, Minneapolis, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was in, uh, say, like you know, Indianapolis, Indiana, Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Uh, but then, you know, uh, the station I worked with in Indianapolis uh, also uh, uh, so let me out to uh, international um, reporters that would come into the area. Uh, you you were primarily a producer videographer then, right? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, you know, the, the, there's still some dedicated, hardworking young people and older people in uh, in local news. Local news is so important, uh, and and there it, it's really it's it's being crowded out. Um, the the budgets aren't there anymore uh, for local news. And uh, you look at local news, local newspapers, and they've been bought by you know, larger and larger companies, and the local news has basically disappeared uh, to be replaced with uh, wire you know, wire services. Well, and look how thin the newspapers are these days. Very much so. Very much so. They really are. Uh, it, it's really sad to see that. So, in your opinion, did Admiral Byrd see something or not? Uh, I think so, uh, I, but uh, not at the North Pole. I think that uh, something unusual happened uh, during Operation uh, High Jump. They, uh, uh, you know, first of all, you're talking about a uh, 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 an almost military type of operation that took place after uh, the end of, of World War II. I mean, we're talking about um, they had over 4,700 men, 13 ships, 33 aircraft. Uh, this was a highly unusual. Uh, a situation just to go and uh, say explore a section of Antarctica or to train personnel uh, on how to uh, uh, operate in cold conditions, you know, because of, of the Cold War. You know, especially when you had, uh, say, like Canada or 
or Alaska, that was a lot closer and a lot uh, easier and cheaper to get to. So the you know the reasons allegedly that they went to Antarctica uh, are still classified. They're still unknown. Wouldn't it be great to know, though, that he went into the center of the Earth and saw extraterrestrials and all kinds of things? I, what a great story! I love, I love that story. I, you know, I always, always have. I mean, uh, since I was a kid, I always enjoyed reading about these you know, theories uh, about the Hollow Earth and and everything like that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm still not entirely convinced that uh, there aren't, uh, um, you know, like giant tunnels and, 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 and caverns uh, underneath uh, the... Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, now, if yeah. they're inhabited, I don't know. Exactly, exactly. You know, the Hopis call them ant people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, South America, you know, there there are still uh, tunnels being discovered today that uh, were built, who knows, I mean, you know, uh, thousands of years ago. You know, the locals know all about them, and, uh, you know, archaeologists are now just uh, just discovering them. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.